Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. Joining us is Ton Trung, WWL multimedia journalist. He has a new podcast uh, that is has been released. Ton, welcome to the show. Newell, happy new year, my friend. Same to you, my friend. Um New podcast, Life Before and After Sobriety, and it's kind of a unique individual that uh, you interviewed. Yeah, and I thought that it, for me, I, I try to find timely subjects and issues. And with the new year, this is usually a time people try to make a change or say they'll at least make a change in their life. And, you know, that can come in the form of a New Year's resolution, whatever you like to call it. And sometimes that involves kind of cutting back on something or cutting out something. And, for some people, that means cutting back or cutting out alcohol in their lives. And I spoke with Maggie Darling. She's a almost a 20-year veteran of the NOPD. She's a homicide detective with the NOPD. And she made the choice three years ago to go cold turkey. And I thought that she had a story to tell. And if anybody's out there considering changing something in their lives, whether it be this vice or some other so-called device like alcohol, that we should hear from somebody that made that change. And that's really what the core of the podcast is about. Yeah. Um, originally worked for JPSO, went to the Gretna Academy, ended up transferring to NOPD, goes through the trials and tribulations of Katrina, all while uh, consuming alcohol, but not necessarily admitting that one has an, an addiction at that time. Yeah, and, and I would say that, and I think Maggie, Detective Darling, would, would say that she probably had a working relationship with alcohol. She said that she was an alcoholic, but, you know, we have to consider the context of that. We can't just necessarily, and I can't necessarily say, you know, with confidence that that, that was always a part of her life. But she gave the context in saying that as a native New Orleanian growing up in Algiers, alcohol is very much a part of this culture. And it's very much a part of this economy in the greater New Orleans area. We celebrate everything and we invite people to celebrate. And that kind of seeps into the family structure. And I would venture a guess that many folks here that grew up in and around New Orleans probably started drinking before they were 21. And, you know, that was certainly the case for, for Maggie. But, you know, she says that unraveling that and unpacking that is difficult when you're constantly part of crews and social clubs and you know, every event that's surrounding, you know, celebration is always with a drink in hand. And so that is very much a part of the culture. And it, it's hard to kind of pull that out 
from who you are as a native New Orleanian. And I think that has a, a great effect on, you know, how people grow up here. But, you know, she was able to kind of navigate her job with the NOPD. But meanwhile, she was also, I would say, and she would say medicating herself uh, with alcohol, because as you know, better than most people know that it's a tough job when you're in law enforcement. Absolutely. Uh, interesting. Um, at the very beginning of the podcast, she said something that struck me and I had to go back to it and listen to it again. And I, and I like the way that she characterized it um, as she was thinking about quitting drinking in light of everything that you just described, Tom, mm-hmm. with the backdrop of our culture here and everything else. She viewed it as the possibility of a social death sentence. And yeah. that really struck me in the way that she characterized that is that, you know, the fear of how I would handle myself or oneself uh, socially when I'm not doing that any longer and everyone else is. And later in the podcast, she she described um, how did she say it? Um, oh, she had it easy. Yeah. Because of the way that she ended up finally making that decision to quit. Uh, there were two moments in that podcast I thought were just incredibly compelling. I, I agree. And, you know, the it, it's interesting, you know, because I, I honed in on, on the same aspects and the same elements there as, as you did, Noel. I think that you know, with the culture, not just here necessarily in New Orleans, but in general, you know, the, the alcohol industry sales are past pre-pandemic levels. They're, they're almost $260 billion in 2022. And it, you look at every commercial, the, the, the acceptance, and, you know, I'm not here to preach, and, and Maggie wasn't there to preach about sobriety either. You know, she's very much, a, as she says, a live and let live type of person. But if you are a person not drinking, if you are at a party, say that you're, you know, you're going to uh, Lundi Gras or whatever parade that you're going to go to this carnival season, if you're not the one drinking, you seem to be the, the person that's sort of a black sheep, right? I mean, and that's, and, and Maggie points out that, you know, if you're part of a crew, if you're part of a social aid and pleasure club, uh, if you're not drinking, then you can be sort of an outcast, and people will wonder why aren't you drinking? And you know, Maggie admits that she had some some issues with with confidence throughout her life. And when you're in that social setting, if you don't drink, and then you know everything's revolving around drinking, every event here in New Orleans, then you might be outcast. Uh, you might feel very much astray from what what's happening there. And you know with what actually eventually happened to kind of the incident that kind of catapulted her into sobriety uh, was a DWI. And I encourage people to listen to the podcast because it's a little bit more complex than that. But, you know, she said that was a moment that forced her uh, to face her sobriety and face her alcoholism. And she called herself an alcoholic, but she says that she had it easy because it was something that everybody understood. It was on the news. It people kind of understood, okay, this is why you had to stop drinking. But if you on your own had to make the decision to stop drinking, then people might look at you sideways. As she mentioned, she said, look, you know, the the stigma is, and the saying goes, I don't trust a guy that doesn't drink. And I I think that applies for a lot of people. Yeah. Interesting, uh, too. uh, Kudos to her. Uh, 
very brave individual. It's tough when you work in the walk of life that she works in, right? That Absolutely. That for the most part frowns uh, upon addictive disorders, um, even though a number of organizations have, and we had it too, and I was curious and as I was listening whether or not she w- ever went into an employee assistance program within NOPD, and she didn't actually. Um, this was something that she kind of did on her own um, and, and sought out her own help. Yeah, and, and Maggie emphasizes that, you know, this is something that she she had to not only stop drinking, but she also had to work on the issues that drove her to drink initially. And she said if anybody out there is considering sobriety or just taking a break from alcohol or some other uh, so-called vice in your life, give it about three months. But don't just stop drinking or stop smoking or whatever it is that, that you're doing that you think is a detriment to your health uh, in your life, but also work on the issues that are driving you to drink or to smoke. Um, and she said it was for her, she lacked confidence and she felt that, you know, when she drank, there was an alter ego. There was a Maggie Darling that was more confident, and more gregarious. And, you know, she actually claimed that, you know, that she had an allergy that when she drank, it actually sped up uh, her thought process. So she was able to kind of think quickly on her feet. And she felt that when she wasn't drinking, she was a little bit slower. Um, and that fed into the, the lack of confidence there. So, you know, why I bring that up is that there's usually a, a core issue that, that puts you in the situation where you are trying to cope or you're trying to medicate um, and she says, you know, it's not just enough for you to stop the physical part of what you're doing, but you have to work on the issues that actually drove you to to that habit. Yeah, no doubt. And um, I just wanted to, to mention, too, because you thank uh, the NOPD as well for making her available because she's still an active homicide detective within that that organization. And um, it seems as though they had no qualms about it either. And uh, kudos to them. Yeah, I'd like to think they, they didn't have any qualms. Who knows? But, you know, I, I what, what why I wanted to bring that up in the podcast is that usually, and, and you know this too, Newell, it, we, don't, we don't see a human side of law enforcement, um, especially in this day and age of social media. You know, it, they can be quickly demonized or they can quickly be uh, in, in a hero uh, aspect or presented as heroes. But I think, you know, what the NOPD Public Information Office was allowed me to do was to give a human face to actual people who work in law enforcement. It's very rare for us to see this side of people who are there to protect us and to solve crimes and to solve homicides. You know, we call them detectives, we call them authorities, but, you know, I think what Maggie presented was a person who just like everybody else is going through stuff in their life. You know, she's had tremendous amounts of loss uh, personally uh, she's had some issues with, with also, you know, the traumas of going through Katrina. And I think, you know, what, what that allowed by the PIO office allowing me to speak with her was it gave a human face to people who are actually very much a fundamental part of our society and our community. And we don't often see that, but I, I thought it was very brave of them, but also brave of Maggie as well, because it's not easy to admit that you had a problem and publicly speaking about it, but She's hoping to kind of put what she calls a normal face on a normal problem. You know, it's interesting because as I listened to her story, it it reminded me of so many stories 
of officers in the aftermath of the utilization of deadly force, whether, you know, the, mm-hmm. the person that they uh, imposed deadly force on actually died or not. You're never the same. And there were so many uh, that I was aware of that kind of walked down the same path that Maggie did. Um, and in, in the aftermath of trauma for many, some are able to deal with it better than others, that uh, sometimes it removes a lot of barriers from walking down that path of towards that or towards that addictive disorder uh, in the aftermath of significant trauma. I think that's a brilliant insight. I, I I wouldn't have even considered it, but that's the unique position that you had in, you know, leading a law enforcement agency like the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office, and you know, and that to me, I think it's it's now more than ever. I think we need to hear more stories about that because again, it can be very clinical when we're presenting these issues in the news and online, and people are debating it, you know, left and right, conservative, liberal, whatever you like to call it, but you know. Ultimately, you're, you're dealing with humans, you know, and, and I, I, I never thought of that aspect of how something like using deadly force could propel you to and put you in a situation similar to what Maggie was going through, through traumas in her own personal life. But I think sometimes we need to hear that. And, and honestly, I, I don't think we hear it enough. Um, and, and again, I think that's the importance of hearing stories, very, very human stories that, that come from people like Maggie. Yeah, and I mean, and the thing is, is we don't typically hear them, you know, in this walk of life for a whole host of reasons. Because I got a, I got a, uh, I got a a text here. Alcoholism is a disease that affects people from all walks of life, no matter what your profession may be. I mean, that's obvious. And this person says, I speak from experience. I'm 16 years sober. Congratulations to you. I know that that's that's not an easy. It's not an easy journey. Uh, It's a battle. It's a battle every day. Yeah, and 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 I, I think the the social the, the social stigma that's placed on people who decide not to drink, you know, quite often, you know, it's it's very socially acceptable or accepted when we're at a party and somebody's just fall down drunk. It's like they're just having a good time. You never say, "Why are you drinking so much?" But if you see Maggie Darling at a, at an event and she's got a you know a Shirley Temple or a Mai Tai in her hand and she's not drinking, you're starting to look at her sideways saying, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you drinking? You know, so I think that the social dynamics are sometimes very much reversed, where if you're not, you know, inebriated or intoxicated constantly at at these parties or or whatnot, and there is a place for moderation, and and I I accept that, and I understand that. But Maggie said, you know, moderation just wasn't a thing that she was able to handle, you know, in, in the times that she sometimes been drinked. Um, and I think that's that's something that, you know, we need to kind of understand socially that, you know, it's it's more accepted sometimes for people to drink than for people not to drink. And I think that's something that can be a detriment to people. Well, again, uh, thank you for bringing this story forward. And, and, and uh, thanks to uh, Maggie Darlin. I think she has a story to tell and hopefully it will impress upon others that are facing some of the same challenges that that she faced um you know to to come forward and 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 deal with that addictive disorder it's a battle that you fight every day once you get there i have a lot of friends that have fought that battle some have been able to stay the course and maintain and others not so much and um 
you know, but it, it, friends and every family and others, it's, it's, it's so incredibly important to have that support group around you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very tough when, you know, it's, it's very much everywhere. <laughs> it's in our homes. Uh, you, we can run to the gas store and pick up a, a tall boy if we wanted, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's very much a difficult thing to, to kind of avoid sometimes, but I, I think that it's worthwhile to hear the experiences of somebody like Maggie Darling, if, if you are struggling. Absolutely. Tom, thank you for uh, bringing this story forward. Uh, and where do we find the podcast? Uh, they can find the, the podcast. It's the Tan Report. So my first name is spelled T-H-A-N-H. Just put in the Tan Report wherever you get your podcast. That can be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so on and so forth. And that should pop up. It, the story is also on the WWL Radio website right now as well. All right, that's Ton Trunk, WWL Multimedia Journalist. Great job as always, Ton. Really appreciate it, and Happy New Year to you as well. We will be right back, folks, after the break. 504-260-1870 on the Oakwood Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We'll continue our No Filter Friday. You got something to say? I got some text saying that they didn't like my answer to a particular caller last hour. Bring it on. Let's talk about it. Be happy to talk about the issue, debate the issue, talk about it, whatever you want to do. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 